0: Or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com
1: What's up, everyone? It is 2 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon, which means you're tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News. I'm producer Lauren, and today we have Brad Spearson from GrownIn.com on, but first we do have to get into a little bit of cannabis legalization news. So, Mickey and Tom, what's going on in news this week?
2: Well, there was some federal news, and that has to do with Congress being back. So Congress is back. You know, they oh. took a small summer vacation. How's what's your summer hurt? vacation going, dude?
1: Went to the river yesterday, dude. You went to the river? Yeah, I mean, like, we try to avoid everybody. It's still COVID fest, so... COVID yeah. Fest.
2: So what are they going to do for Hemp Fest this year? It's Nothing. about three weeks or it would
1: be away, right? Oh, man. We, I'm, I'm more worried about the schools, but the whole thing oh, is yeah. I, I, we're, we're shut down, dude. Like the world needs to understand that this shit's real. This shit's real. And you know, it's in,
2: in it's federal cannabis legalization news week. So get excited, everybody. <laughs> get excited, everybody. My bad on that Go one. Uh, and so that one, and let me hit screen share because it is fresh. It's only an hour old. Oh, so Congress should pass marijuana legalization bill amid coronavirus. Col- col- ah, how do you pronounce that word? Co- Co- coalition. Co- Co- coalition of Justin Group urges. And hey, don't forget to sign up to the marijuana moment if you haven't yet. And you'll get they that. But, but this is um, the big news that came out of it, because uh, some of those coronavirus relief packages actually included the Safe Banking Act. But then it went over to the Senate and it, it hit, uh, well, the Senate.
1: Is the Safe Baking Act the one that was being blocked with the, the the crapo?
2: Yeah, that was the one being blocked. Technically, he likes to say it's pronounced crapo, but he's wrong. He's pronouncing his name wrong. It's Technically, crapo.
1: I believe he's on the right. Yeah. yeah,
2: I think you know if you if you consider uh, marijuana to be limited to two percent THC or more, uh, it's you're, that's crapo. That's it's clearly a crapo.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it just adds to the misunderstanding of the plant overall. I mean, period. You know, just. Yep, he's contributing oh, to the lie. He's contributing to the lie. Hey, uh, did you know freaking uh, the DEA are being used in some of these protests that we got going around? Like,
2: um, What's up with these protests? You guys, you know, you're, you're not. You're in Seattle, not Portland, but then you just have
1: roving federal unmarked people just harassing people? Well, and, you know, the fact that this is just making news that way. I mean, now, see, Portland's really good. You know, Portland originally was going to be a white city. Like, it was made by the KKK. Seriously. Like, like, like the Northwest has a deep rooted, like for, for living in hippieville, it's a deep rooted of hate and racism out here. And and that's why it's so important that these kids are out there fighting their system, doing what they're doing down there, at least, you know, and here in in Seattle, kind of same thing, but they've negotiated, they've met in the middle They're We're trying to make amends and stuff, but yeah. I, Oh, so back to being the news. uh, My daughter was telling me that um, they have friends in Cali. This happened Mm -hmm. during the George Floyd protest. Originally, Uh, they were picked up and dropped off three counties away picked up and
2: dropped off three counties away. We need to change that. And you know what we're going to do? Collectively, we will be known as the Marijuana Justice Coalition, the MJC. So yeah. evidently, there is this new Marijuana Justice Coalition that we have to try to get on the show. And they are trying to reform these uh, these cannabis laws. And so, mm. for example, there's the Moore Act. You can search for that. The Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act. It's kind of similar to what they did in Illinois. Nice. And so that one's uh, by Judiciary Chairman Jared Nadler. We should try to get Nadler on the show. Um, but not only that, then out of Oklahoma, Oklahoma Marijuana Company fined for unlawful pesticide use. A $541,000 fine uh, laid down by Oklahoma's State Cannabis Regulatory Agency wow. against a company. It looks like uh, Moon Mix LLC.
1: So, what do you think about those open markets? You know, it's it's still you're gonna have cutting corners no matter what, illegal industry or whatever. Like again, plant reg plant, lab regulation is plant regulation in my in my world. And, and I like, think
2: that was an example of it right there. They they yeah. saw it, it came back flagged, and they got
1: stuck. Five hundred forty-one thousand yeah. dollars. Let's see that line item on the budget. Uh, and here's the might- thing, though, you if they were to put the results of the plant, like yes, it was used a pesticide. People buy cigarettes. People are going to buy shitty weed. No, for real. People do <laughs> buy cigarettes, like
2: millions of people. And evidently before they couldn't be wrong, but that was like the fifties. And now cigarette smokers can be wrong. They willingly uh, call yeah. them cancer sticks. They, they literally are cancer sticks. That's literally what. The, but then uh, this it would, in theory, kind of be like the 21st century of that. Uh, and so that one doesn't give you cancer, but it is still in a stick format. You see, a joint is filled not with tobacco or all those treatments that they put onto the nicotine cigarette. Think about the science experiment that is the nicotine cigarette.
1: You know what? Here's Here's the deal. One gives you cancer. The other one gives you prison. What the fuck?
2: Yeah. And the one that gives you prison actually seems like it is better for you. Like objectively, it is literally giving you an antioxidant and neuroprotectorant into your lungs. How does this work out? Well, so far, le- uh, no. Dr. Grinspoon died, but he was 92. So uh, I guess fine. I guess that's how it works out is fine.
1: Yeah. But, you know, Greenspoon actually set off to, to find the, the, the bad stuff about cannabis when he went to do his research. That was the only way he would have gotten that funding for the research.
2: It was the yeah. research getting funded to find the harm. I'm going to go experiment on the harms of 40 years later. Still haven't found it, but this stuff is awesome.
1: Hey, I'd Doctrine. like to give go a shout ahead. out to another badass of the day. This gentleman here in Indiana, uh, apparently he was rolling a blunt on the side of the road. If you read the story, the cop told him not to read the to roll the blunt. Like the mm-hmm. cop, he the cop grabbed the blunt and he broke the cop's jaw. I mean, I'm not promoting violence. I'm just saying. My uh, that day. is out of the
2: South Bend Tribune. Man accused of breaking jaw of Harp cop who tried to seize marijuana blunt. Well, you know, I don't, I don't swipe a blunt from a man's mouth and think it's going to go well. You know, I, uh, I'm not sure that's, why that guy did. That's the true drug abuse. I'm just saying, my friend. Um, Taking a man's blunt. Taking a man's blunt, you'll do it. So, uh, have you heard about high times or not? Well, I'm not sure. I guess it is high times. It's high times is um, uh, IP. So, the cannabis cup is coming to Illinois, and it's going to be an interesting styled cannabis cup. Have you heard about that one? The cannabis cup in Illinois?
1: I, I think didn't they have one out here recently where they kind of did the same way, or at least not out here. Maybe in Oklahoma. It's all virtual. It's kind
2: of all virtual and it's crowdsourced. So like you can sign up to be a judge for the cannabis cup for high times. And they're going to say, I guess, smoke these particular flowers, which is going to be pretty difficult because amount of flower out there could make trying to test the same cannabis hard. So like, you know, it it might be impossible to get one strain all over the state where the judges are. So they aren't going to have like a full. Well,
1: And honestly, dude, though, I mean, the high times hasn't had to wait when it comes to branding and credibility when it comes to the plant you know it's like everybody knows the high times cups are kind of already like bought for paid for if you're going to have limited growers limited participants you know this is you know and that's how they made their revenue for so long now they're just kind of clinging i think in my opinion
2: well they're also doing the capital raise methodology of the cannabis camp uh, uh industry wherein if you cannot make enough money just start raising capital
1: yeah yeah here, here. would right. anybody like to buy some stock Could I go to my GoFundMe. me
2: Oh, uh, you know, I, we have plenty of stock. You could buy some stock. You know? uh, and so I'm sure if you wanted to get a high times share of stock, probably a little easier, but you can become a high times judge
1: in Illinois for that. Yeah, No, the, the stock's not that hard, dude. It's still they're still doing that, that panhandling stuff online. But, you know, it's something happier news. Uh, Rhode Island got their first uh, marijuana lab. Oh, good. First marijuana testing lab
2: in Rhode Island to certify a marijuana potency. Let's see the twenty-seven percent. What's the THC? Did they have like a THC percentage in there?
1: They don't it just says, oh, well, it say, and, and it just it just goes into just what reporting.
2: Are your THC that, percentages in Washington, because I think ours in Illinois, I think they're cooking their books.
1: Uh, fuck, dude. You know, then that's that's always been a, I think we're we're stabilizing now. We're I can have a high expectancy of like looking at a good high. Uh, potency of being about 24%, 25% and oh, expecting it no. to be about that.
2: Yeah, we have some people that are advertising like 34, 36. So like some strange, were saying they were coming in at that.
1: So yeah, no. 30 plus. They're cooking their numbers. I, and, and again, uh, you guys are going to be going through aches and pains and we still went through it. Here uh, was about three years ago. One of the bigger labs that was doing testing all the way to medical days, uh, 360 analytics, um they had their HLA uh, accreditation for years, even before we became uh, medical or mm-hmm. recreational. Then, probably about four years ago, the accrediting body came in to inspect the labs and said, Hey, here's a shit ton of list of things that you messed up on. One of them was not having an SOP. And they're like, How can you ding us on not having an SOP when you've been through our lab eight years in a row? Like, right. it was, it's just a money grab. You know, a lot of times these audits, you got to watch who's inspecting the inspectors, man. You got to watch who your regulator is. Yeah.
2: Because sometimes they like to regulate. And those <laughs> regulations can result in the
1: fines and the penalties. Well, and then let's talk about how painful regulation can be when the FDA just released new guidelines on cannabis, but yet it's going to wait for a White House review. Oh, yeah, that happen? White
2: House review is going to be great, I'm sure. But, you know, the USDA guidelines for the next year's uh, crop season are going to be more stringent. Is, uh, so Illinois still has not complied yet. So that we're we're going to be abiding by some new regulations next year, I'm pretty sure because of the, the USDA stuff that they're doing with uh, the, the THC limits. And so hopefully we can get THC up to 1%. That would be fantastic and kind of reflect the actual plant genetics as opposed to changing hemp genetics fairly quickly. Speaking of, uh, just got this today. Uh, hemp genetics, an overview of a rapidly evolving field. Now it it goes on to explain why hemp genetics are so important. One of the reasons of why hemp genetics would be so important is because of these types of USDA regulations, because what's super hot in hemp, super hot in hemp is not CBD right now. It's these other lesser terpenoids, Delta eight THC, CBG is hot right now. And so those types of, uh, flowers and oils that are commanding the better price, but then CBD, is the demand is is there. It's just that uh, with the regulations changing next year, the supply might get constrained into 2022. If suddenly everything's CBG, you can't get your CBD anymore because all those plants are now off the table because they were a 21 ratio. Yeah. And so your total THC levels were about 1%, which is where You need to call your congressman and tell them, hey, uh, we need to amend the the 2018 farm bill or the next farm bill. Let's define hemp not as 0.3, but 1%. Because we define it 1%, nobody gets high, and we have a steady supply of CBD.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, even, I mean, there still should be like even the 1%. There should be a greater cutoff, I think, you know, just just for the differential for the police and for everybody.
2: I understand that. But I'm just saying for the stable genetics that were there for the hemp that got us to here for like the Charlotte's Web style of genetics and Mm. stuff. It was about a 20 to one ratio in the THC levels. You could keep it at Delta. I'm sorry, at point three, four Delta nine alone, but not for total, because all these things could be grown very, very well, because, you know, Delta nine really doesn't grow on the plant. What is it? It's the THCA, right? And so that THCA might be like 0.5, and then the total might be like you know, 0.7, 0.8, but the delta would always be 0.3 or less.
1: It's like we're microdosing the nation. You know, maybe we should uh, ask our guests about- uh, Yeah, where things. can we
2: have a good conversation about,
3: about this?
0: Absolutely. Hey, Brad, what's going on?
3: I don't know. When we're short on THC, we're all SOL. There yes, we are. That w- that's when we
2: can become cannabinoid deficient. I believe some of the people out there in the world are cannabinoid deficient, but not you, Brad. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself?
3: My name is Brad, and I appreciate being on the show. And uh, so I'm a Chicagoan, I'm a journalist, and I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm the uh, co-founder of uh, a company, a startup called Grown In, where uh, currently we focus... uh, the, the Most of our reporting, because we're here in Illinois, originating on what's going on in the state of Illinois uh, from an industry perspective. And uh, over time, we're expanding to Michigan and other areas. But in terms of uh, my own history, you know, I've covered Chicago politics. I've covered Chicago tech, national, whatever. Uh, uh, cannabis in Illinois is a fascinating beat.
2: Yeah, uh, that's what you're perfect. hearing because I'm a little suspicious about these. You gotta uh,
3: be. that's I mean, it's
2: Illinois, and it's Illinois on delay. So what's going on during the delays?
3: Like a web delay or no? No, the, the
2: the licensing delay. Right, right, right. Oh, the licensing. Right. Oh, what are you God. hearing on that?
3: What's the word on the street? Yeah, uh, we're all. We're, most of it's conjecture. I mean, I mean, there's licensing. um Let's unpack that for a second. Uh, there's 75 retail dispensary licenses coming out. You know, we're now hearing maybe six of
2: which are earmarked for the Chicagoland BLS region, by the
3: way. BLS region, by the yeah. way, by the way, What's yeah. BLS?
2: Bureau of Labor Statistics. That's why you tune in like and subscribe. Canvas legalization news for BLS statistics. Is, is that I, the uh,
3: subscribing just for the earmarks? Just
2: for the earmarks.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. Is that sure. uh, like the demographic or demographic like financial and all that stuff for the? Uh, yes. And you know, so, so, in that Bureau of Labor
2: Statistics, they have regions, and so that that is a region on there, and right. it's uh, it's fairly large. It's it's about sixty five percent of Illinois' population.
3: Oh
1: wow! Yeah.
3: So, like, what we're seeing here right now already is before we get into how the law will like like. How the law will play out in Illinois. I mean the, the the construct of legalization in Illinois is considerably different than you know any other state, because every state, as we know, is kind of a um laboratory for legalization because we're all doing it in our different ways. And, and uh each state has its own characteristics that it brings into the table. And um you're right, like and so Thousands of applicants are waiting.
2: Uh, thousands. It's, it was actually 700 teams that put in thousands of applications. So the average team put in like five or six applications.
3: And maybe best case scenario, we'll know about all of those in September. These are the dispensary yeah. licenses. So there's there's a couple other brackets, but on the dispensary, um, the, the, what we don't know, you know, so a lot of thousands of these, they're scored. Um, There are provisions in the law that allow uh, for social equity candidates, individuals from um, individuals that have been adversely impacted by the failed war on drugs. You have equity applicants. So if you don't have that, you're not going to win. But within that, if people tie, no one really knows how the ties are going to be broken. And um, but, you know, what can go wrong in the state of Illinois?
2: Of course, I remember that. And I'll tell you what can go wrong. On March 20, May May 23rd, they tried to amend. So like there is actually a video that I did on this uh, new article for the CRTA that they tried to amend regarding the ties for the dispensary. That is technically wrong, but kind of still right, because they they added Article 18. And it failed at the legislation. And so then they had to finalize the emergency rules that they made. So they essentially did what they did in Article 18, but then stuck it in the rules. And so if you read the rules, the tie does make a lot of nonsense, just the right amount of nonsense, because it has to do with like how things are going to be you know, excluded there from or entered into. And then you know, it's just all sorts of weird. I mean, and it's going to be an interesting shakeout.
3: It's it's. The sausage is are being made. Sausage being
2: made, everybody. Yeah,
3: you uh, just described how it is. But on the on the other side, it's like, okay, when are they not like a lot of people are pretty sanguine, you know, applicants of like, you know, what I built this into my model, so I didn't over, you know, I didn't pay too much on spec for the right to have this lease or whatever. The you know, other people are more nervous, as you could imagine. Um, but from COVID and 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 you know, just you know, complexity is a law what we thought we'd know um, by now, we oh, may yeah. know by the end of this summer.
2: That's yeah. good. Because like a lot of the people in my industry are just sitting there going like.
1: Dude, that's everybody though for COVID right now. We're true. all true. I mean, true, but everything like, just kind of.
3: Still at work. Well, you know? not stop. So there's, there's other, there's other, there's a little bit of a, a pilot light of progress as it relates to, um, uh, licensing in Illinois. Um, So independent of those 75 dispensaries, there are, um, I think, 40 craft grow licenses, you know, smaller than the 21 that are, um, you know, fully operational, so to speak. And um, transporter licenses and uh, processing licenses and deficiency notices are at least going out to those applicants, which makes you, you know, unless it's some kind of AI thing, it's not going to happen. Someone's yeah. actually reading it and responding in it to whatever. I don't no, know. It's AI. Yeah, that, it's
2: that, like, that one that just went out was AI because yeah. that was be like a very technical one that I saw, and I'm like, all right, that's that could have also been like humor, human well, user. He's, he's
3: robot on. I mean, he said that. Like that's so. Yeah, everyone's yeah. like waiting for any kind of glimmer of hope of yeah. when this is going to be back on track.
2: Yeah, because the uh, the 10 uh, day notice deficiency process in the uh, dispensaries when they were grading those that took about like four months. So like I saw the first ones come through uh, probably like April 20th or somewhere in there. And then they were still coming through up until July. So I haven't seen one of them. I haven't seen one of them like three weeks for for the dispensaries. But, you know, I did see that one for the, the uh, craft grows going around and that one just looked like it was a a, a submission error on a team's part. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So that's what, you know, that is news because everyone's waiting on real news. Right. Cook County commission board said in late May, early June, that the first trickle of, of things should be in mid July. We're now what July in the twenties of July. Mm -hmm. We haven't hit that deadline, nor have there been any kind of official modification to that estimate. So everyone's just kind of scraping for,
2: that's right. let me go get some tea tea leaves because I would like to read them. And wow. so the most recent one that i I had was that thing that she mentioned. She mentioned in mid-July, and then I was so you have conversations and then you have more conversations, and then mid mid-July becomes welcome to july twenty second. We are now officially one day away from late July. Uh, and so, uh, you know, so if it's the last week of July, it's officially late July. I mean, I'm,
3: I'm 46. am 46 in my mind, mid mid 40s or late 40s.
2: You're still mid 40s. You're you're mid 40s 40 until 47 year. and a half.
3: Wait,
1: damn, I'm almost there. <laughs> you're still mid 40s. It's okay,
3: Brad. Hey, everything's okay now. Yeah.
1: Growing's a media outlet, right? So you're a journalist. Media information in yeah. What a um. Why why cannabis, man? What made you jump into this this realm of bullshit?
3: <laughs> it's fun. Uh right. I mean, that's kinda why yeah. we all do it. Yeah. Uh, um so so my background uh as a journalist and entrepreneur uh, is when I was twenty five I had the opportunity to co-found a um uh media company that published newsletters uh, uh focusing on the Chicago tech digital dot com uh space. It was called ePrairie and I did that and uh, you know, um uh, then I did then I did something called Apple Licious, which was all about apps. Then I did something called um, Participate Learning, which is all EdTech. Now I'm doing grass.
1: <laughs> what's your, uh, uh, do you consume recreationally or do you uh, more of like, a, I got bad back and well, what's your
3: deal? I'm, I'm, um, I'm a long time uh, uh, enthusiast of the plant and all of its applications.
2: Nice. Yeah. Yes. That's good. I like to say uh, my licensed medical use has been the last three years.
3: That's <laughs> good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm I'm certainly um cultural I mean, I'm a you know, I'm a white boy in his mid forties that grew up seeing the Grateful Dad and fish a lot. Damn right. <laughs> um, you know. So that's that's kind of my, you know, that's Hell, the yeah. cultural milieu. If cool. That's accurately. Um so I come into that with that, but then as a business reporter and then so I well, like-
2: well, let's talk about that again. Like, you know, let's talk about the publishing business because yeah. you have a hot, you have a hot subject to t- to publish about that people yes. want to hear about, Love but it. how do you make money in publishing?
3: I, I mean, I, I, so publishing, in, think of it as an information company. And, uh, right now, uh, grown in, yeah, is recognized increasingly for having quality authoritative rec- uh, information Uh, That's unbiased. It's not owned by anybody aside from the two publishers, and um, you know we just try to tell the story. So my 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 business partner uh, Mike Fouché is the uh, founder of the Daily Line, that was a profitable information and media company in Chicago, covering that. That was a subscription based model. Um, You know I don't want to live and die off ads. My last company. Um, the Edtech one um uh, was a pioneer in adult learning and competency based learning in that market it was for k twelve teachers but i could um you know grown in as an as an information and education company and um there are some extraordinary um business models associated with online learning and i think Ah, uh, cannabis. While there's a lot of great energy here, could benefit from uh, a cross pollination of those capabilities. Oh yeah,
1: do hmm. you think you can save high times? <laughs>
3: I mean, I'm a long time leader, but Stop. I got to grow grown in before I save high times. Jesus,
2: one thing at a time. <laughs> so then, uh, what type of lessons would you consider to be the most lucrative?
3: In in terms of what?
2: just in general i'm just well, having what a is general conversation
3: in like Todd and publishing and and, and you, well, know,
2: you I, know if you're going to try to monetize uh, wow. the e, e um, learning yeah. kind of thing cuz like oh, I, I i just bought uh something about uh, how to do better handstands cuz that's what i think is important in your 40s to do a good handstand well, and you know, so that that's e learning and and there's a lot of e learning applications in this industry as well but what makes for a good sales pitch you think
3: I, well, I, you know, it's all—it's anything has to be learner-centered, or else it's not going to work. Mm. So, right. so let's think of who the learners are in this environment. Um, in Illinois, for instance, you have um, you have individuals that want to work at a plant touching company to dispense, to cultivate, to process. There's compliance there. Mm. Um, but then you get into Um, beyond compliance there's as we know uh, the the cannabis industry is somewhat wild west in nature and um, especially
2: in Oklahoma but you mm -hmm. still have to use pesticides you see that
3: half a million dollars so so okay then then there's that there's maybe um, you know, to the extent that uh, a proper uh, learning, reflection, collaboration uh, within organizations could could help professionalize this industry, modernize this industry. That that within um, how I see learning is, which is a very social in nature and provides individuals with a competency to advance their career, advance their knowledge base, and if they want to do a headstand high. Maybe there's like you you
2: got to activate the TVA transverse abdominis and then you need some other core strengthening. But that helps to be five, seven.
3: I'm five, seven.
2: (laughs) You're you're going to it's I'm six, two. It's the leverages. It's just doing an L sit hurts like a mother, man. It's a stretch. I know this is why people turn in. The cannabis right. legalization news to learn about. Broadly,
3: there's models. There's models that. You, what your answer. You start with the learner and you try yeah. to figure out who is this person transforming from another industry. We are all immigrants in the cannabis industry.
2: None of us right. grew well, up. Well, that, that's not necessarily, true. Not uh, necessarily some the growers, true. Some of the growers, they're generational. I get it. Um, but yeah.
3: yeah. But. The three of us. I mean, I. Oh,
2: yeah. The most they, of the people that are in the business side, they've been in it for five and a half minutes.
3: Right. Yeah. So there, there's a lot in there. There's a lot. Okay. Uh, I used to work at uh, Hilton. No, not anymore. No. Well, but, but you know, it's eighty million is sold in Illinois. Uh, mm. Maybe in these seventy-five, these craft grow. I could get a cool boutique job doing this.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah why not that's what well, right. because as you have already covered other industries um you know the one thing unique about cannabis is there's no miggy 420s for beer there's no guy advocating for the release of people yeah. locked up for plant you know right. if, you know who's devoted the their life to like trying to like, change well, the like world. like 10 years ago the world yeah. was a
2: little different like i had a fake name on this you know and so like and again if you guys want one of those you can email me at tom at collateralbase.com Uh, But then uh, the thing was with that, that that was a book that I held up from 2010 when I met Miggy. Uh, And the thing about that was, that was when some people wouldn't necessarily use their real names in connection to the stuff because this thing was still so illegal and so new. Yeah.
3: I could have joined five years ago, but I had a young son and, and, you know. And even
2: prejudice was five years more in the past, you know. So like, yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, so, you know, I honor, I honor, um, you know, everyone that's in this industry and everyone comes at it from a different vantage point. Uh, My bet, I think a lot of people's bet is that um, I mean, I see, I see cannabis uh, right now. in in many ways, similar to the dot com boom in the late nineties that I covered uh, extensively throughout a lot of differences, obviously. Yeah. But you know, a
1: lot of similarities too, though.
3: Totally. Like uh, a lot of people coming in from doing something else that are drawn to the new, it's new industry. Um, never before had' I mean, for six thousand years of it.
2: Well, I mean, again, we've been buying weed for decades, just in cash. We still buy weed in cash. And so very few things have changed. The laws have changed this much, but then they are very, very complex, and it's fascinating that we're talking about e-learning in the sense that now everybody, the whole country is staring into e-learning as a practical matter right now and and yet, you're extolling the virtues of e-learning and how well it can actually work. So do you think in the not too distant future, or there will be a standardized first grade, uh, you know, at firstgrade.gov or something, you know?
3: Yeah, I mean, that my, so my last business um, um, extensively managed like recommendation algorithms that were socially driven around what application to use with what kind of teacher within what kind of school and format. Wow. And we do a lot of work with Verizon and Samsung and we create it. So, and I have a, a soon to be fifth grader at Chicago public school and I have a, a, a second company called workflow EDU. So I pay a lot of attention to that space. I don't know if you knew that when you asked the question or not. No, just, you um, just don't get, you don't
2: find out things unless you ask questions. That's yeah, what I, I still do it. Hey, if you want me to sue for you, you can,
1: you can email me at Tom at dot I still sue for people. But you know the whole education thing too—the the, the establishment of the school system right now that they're dealing yeah. with—is uh, still within what? Well, I mean, Brad, you might know the history of education within the century, right? Nineteen hundreds is when our school system. Well, well I
3: mean, okay, okay. let's let's. There's that holistic question. Let's get back to the first grade. What was the what was the the specific question about the first grade? Website? Do you think
2: that will eventually be a standardized pr- procedure? Like if Illinois would adopt, like, no, you just have to teach. You can teach it in person. It has to accomplish these things. Here's the lesson t- uh, met- metric. So well, you would go through and check off all the lessons. It's like, thank you.
3: That's It's um, right on the wall. Yeah. Um, I, I, we've already, we're already seeing a migration toward competency-based learning. Yeah. So in the school systems, um, common core is kind of that, where, where um, like it or not, there's good to it, there's bad to it there's a little bit of a, a paint by numbers when it comes to creating curriculum around these standards and students are evaluated based on those standards. So it's already kind of happening if you, th- and that's why con- common core is controversial because it's not necessarily an enlightened, thoughtful, like whimsical type of education, but it, it, it's common. Yeah. Like it. And um, so, I mean, that's more of an analog version when you bring it to digital Yeah. Like, I mean, there's, we're, I mean, what we're happening, what's happening right now is in real time, we're seeing a K-12 world this fall learn how to do remote learning first, school learning second, out of a pandemic. So what we saw, and it's, it's not going to, we're not, you know, what we saw last March was like chaos and triage, Mm-hmm. we're seeing this summer is like, I don't know, but let's make sure everyone has a Chromebook and just yeah. make sure that we're doing five hours a day rather than two hours a day. And let's like get our breath and have all these contingencies. It's not going to be great, but it'll I don't understand
2: great. why there's not a workflow. It's like, okay guys, uh, go to week 24 in, in your calendar, click. Workflow. Well,
3: you know. con- I got workflowedu.com. So yeah. Mm. Nice. Can I do that too? I mean, yeah, you was, go, ahead. go ahead. Workflow, EDU. What's that? That's what we're doing. So, well, that's yeah. that's. I mean, I want to ask you your first grade question, but workflow is a way because we're we're talking about competencies, which is like intellectual processing of information. Workflow is uh, takes into account your social and emotional state. The students' social emotion. My ten year olds. They were like, because if you're behind a screen or you're wearing a mat, like. I don't know, like your learning is going to be impaired as a result of that experience. So yeah. how can you acknowledge that so there's greater communication between students and teachers and parents, based, maybe, but definitely students and teachers about, you know what, I didn't, it, it, it wasn't like I didn't know how to long divide. It was like I was, you know, freaked out and someone coughed on me. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> like
2: how many people like totally you know, barfed on the day of the test because they just weren't very well educated about how to modulate their anxieties.
3: I mean it it's that's the the key. I mean we're developing applications, um, Google extensions, because that's where the teachers are and everything like to, to prototype the concept.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
3: and we're in that stage right now. You could probably apply so we we all code. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so,
2: I said so we all code. Neat. Did not know that. No.
3: Well, I don't, I don't, I've, um, I, you know, I, I. Well, I mean, the creating the software,
2: software, software, you don't really need to code anymore. Like we're, we're right. making stuff right, right now. There's algorithms running in the background. Yeah. You know. I'm a writer
3: and I have a great team. And including right. a very talented Illinois math and science uh, alum, developer, uh, and, and like. A, he went a to author, Insta, everybody. of Like the a woman that runs. Like the UN sustainable development goal, um, Twitter and social following mm-hmm. uh, is on our team. And there's there's that's a, and so there's workflow and then there's um, cannabis.
1: Yeah. Have you thought you about flying? Go ahead, yeah. Maggie. Well, i was just saying, you put do combine the two. You know, can you do a workflow for cannabis as far as for you know, create a curriculum for someone to go through? Uh, well, Create that first screen. I mean, Growingin
3: forward slash learning. You know, see us later this quarter, and certainly before the end of the year.
1: Because I mean, my, our local community college offers uh, cannabis classes.
3: Yeah, no, it's a, it's, um, it's an industry mm. that that uh, I mean, to Tom's point, I think we're just scratching the surface. It's right. not just about um, working specifically within the existing industry of a state that's like a MSO or, uh, you know, independent retail, independent, like uh, in Chicago alone, we have software companies like, you know, Philo and um, uh, Leaf Trade, you know, raising, you know, one nope. case 25 million in venture, you know, another case like 6 million. Um, and, and, and so, so the tech, Part which I used to report in Chicago, like there's VC venture capital money going toward that.
2: Yeah, uh, Chicago really- actually has money. Like that's the weird thing. I live in Peoria, Illinois.
3: Yeah, we had a
2: mass shooting on uh Sunday. Secondly, it was four forty-five in the morning or something like that. You know, that, that's the stuff that we're kind of more used to, which sucks. But you know, you guys actually have a very large commercial hub. What is Chicago? Is Chicago like the top five city in in this country? The metropolitan area, at least, yeah, uh, yeah
3: four-ish. I think you know, you know,
2: so it is a huge industry. It is, it is a market unto itself.
3: It's not just that. I mean, here I'm a media, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm in a company, I'm an ancillary provider. I'm not um, touching the plant uh, professionally, but um, it's, it's a, it's a company growing audience, growing, you know, first product coming out. Um, because as a result of cannabis being legal in Illinois and social norms changing, I'm not, I'm part of that. Obviously, as we know, service provider, wow. Okay, yeah. Expansion into serving a new business vertical in your region, you know? And so there's expansion happening as a result of this industry yeah. that's not associated with the plant, you know, um, so from an education standpoint, you could, you know, there that's either way, you need to kinda know specific attributes of cannabis if you're an accountant or selling insurance. Right. Yeah.
1: Have you noticed issues uh trying to like for your for growing? Uh is there like financial issues, like you try to create a bank account and because it's uh cannabis related, but not because you touch it, people are like, mm.
3: yeah, yeah. I'll um It's more, at least in our case, it's more of a slowing down and a longer period of consternation for things that should just be a slam dunk. Gotcha. But, you know, I just heard somebody, I heard Stripe just uh, struck somebody down for doing an online conference. Like, after the fact, it was already set up. Now you got to switch it. That's not cool.
2: So we're gonna use instead of Stripe. I mean, uh, we're just gonna all be at the mercy of Square or uh, PayPal.
3: The the Twitter Square guy is a total burner, and he's cool with it. (laughs)
2: Oh, cool! All right, so everybody out there, use Square to buy your weed.
3: That's what I've heard. That's that was their next option.
2: Right. Well, the problem with (laughs) buying weed with Square is like you maybe if they could do a money transfer, an ACH wire perhaps then. But uh, with the merchant code, so if you want to use the 21st century thing called a credit card, they actually date back to the 20th century, though, you have to have a merchant code. And so whatever you buy as a specific four digit code, there ain't one for cannabis. And so that's what kind of makes it difficult, including it makes it difficult for hemp, because I don't really think there is one for hemp either, there may be one but in theory, you should be able to have like, well, you don't usually buy agricultural commodities with your credit card. Do you remember that time I bought corn and I was like, go get me uh, $50,000 worth of corn. Sure.
1: This is yeah. when you realize we're all old because the kids nowadays are probably using cash app and Venmo. I mean, they're cash probably just, Venmo, you know, <laughs> just, just, They don't even got to exchange dollar bills or nothing. Here's 60 still bucks. still have a
2: four digit merchant code. And so like, it would still have the same problem. I mean, just because you don't have the actual card and it's like, you know, your Apple pay or something, or it's yeah. an actual app, you still have a merchant code. But then if you're just sending cash and it's just cash,
3: it's all now, this is all prehistoric and in, in like a year and a half, I think, um, uh, it, it's going to normalize and like shift. And then, you know, everyone's going to be high. Thank God.
2: <laughs> it's about freaking time. You know what? That's when things finally going to start changing. People just, I like, mean, oh, oh, <laughs> man, we have been raping this planet.
3: It's but it's, it's not as if the status quo has guided us to right. a more uh, prosperous place right now. Well, yes. it kind of did.
2: You know, uh, it, it it we are in a much better place now than we were 20, 30 years ago. But I think most yeah, of that well, is. what well,
3: well Biden has to say on a debate is, are you better off now than you were four years ago? And what you, you know,
2: know? No, okay. I'm tired. That's what I am. I mean, okay. we're, we're just all tired. Can we have some normal back? Oh, I remember Grandpa Joe. This is fantastic. You mean we're gonna go back to the before times? Okay, please, please let's go back to the before times.
3: I mean. <laughs> I'll I'll take happy days over sad days.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, legalizing cannabis has brought many more happy days than sad days, and I think Illinois is going to be a brighter and cheerier place. Uh, but after COVID,
3: you know, it's yeah. a whole biological thing.
2: Well, think about the because, uh, like, if you have a new LMS coming out for. Um, a uh, uh, cannabis. Mm-hmm. Cannabis was a, and and like I have some swag, you know, this is an insurance provider that wanted something. I had some swag. I have some, some dube tubes that you could get at my, my tra- table. I'd also have a book. And then, uh, and then of course you're at a trade show. Trade shows were everywhere. You'd buy a booth and then new ones would pop up on, on a routine basis. And when mm-hmm. the cannabis show comes to your state, suddenly all these people in trade shows are going and then there's thousands of people in there and you're not allowed to do that anymore because of COVID.
3: Yeah, but what you're doing right here is like... I was doing this before because I am from
2: Peoria, Illinois.
3: Well, and you don't,
2: don't go to that. the world.
3: <laughs> Subject matter right. expertise. Right. Um, so this is the equivalent of a session at a conference right now and and your understanding of it and your first mover pre but I think uh as a reality you know the things that we what okay what did we get at conferences we got uh education remember these networking and merchandising remember these these were business cards right we used to get (laughs) these that's all that's all we so many yeah
2: Yeah. you know
3: and and we don't do that anymore. I hope you indexed all of those
2: no, I just uh, assumed COVID wasn't a thing back when no, I yeah. got them. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> cool. Business cards kill
2: COVID. It could be true. Shit. Oh, crap. We have to <laughs> make sure that I make a disclaimer. Otherwise, they'll yank this video. Okay. If not, remember, we were joking. That was said as uh, satire.
1: But even when I said uh, ah. uh, my indica might have helped support my immune system, I didn't say it cured. COVID. I said it might have helped. And the
2: title of the one, so like we, and exercises in SEO, uh, Miggy uh, mistakenly just nailed a trend that was there. Uh, COVID. Cures uh, or cannabis or something like that, and so like you know it was cannabis treating it, and yeah, so and yeah. it was really early, and so like since then there's been actual CBS news stories, and then I'll share share them, and we kind of be like, yeah, I know, and they they yanked ours down, and so like it took off and it got like twenty five thousand views in a couple weeks or something, right? Yeah, and then just suddenly one day it was gone.
3: Yeah, I mean it's like a it's a zeitgeist buzzkill. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Seriously.
2: Violated the terms of service, I suppose. Uh, we we said that we, we do comply with the terms of service. Everybody out there, please know that you are operating under at least a dozen terms of service right now. I bet at I'll least. Take you over. Yeah. Well, like, well, if we sign up for your class, yes, we're going to be subject to your terms of service. I would I would imagine. I mean, we're we're totally yes. You're going to be compliant. I mean, hey. I mean, we're
3: keeping <laughs> compliance, so we better be compliant doing so.
2: Heck yeah. yeah, and that's one of the reasons why you should consider going to collateralbase.com and hiring a cannabis player.
1: See how he does that, Brad? I mean, <laughs> no. <laughs> These Go frames ahead. didn't pay for themselves. <laughs> Besides growing, do you got anything else coming up, bro?
3: I mean, that's that's taking a lot of time here. I mean, growing in workflow. Um, but so grown in, we'll be doing, um, you know, we're doing uh, a lot of a lot of video. Now, uh, we're going to have a a webinar uh, next week on the uh, 20, whatever week from today is, Mm the 29th at at 1230 p.m. um, For mostly Chicago uh, social equity applicants, you got your dispensary license. Now what? And uh, dispensary owners and managers and operators are going to share best practices of what to do at the new starting line.
1: Nice.
2: Quality content right there. I'll be tuning in
1: you got the huge market out there. As I was telling Tom, you know, we had Chila Noise on uh, Sunday, and you guys—I mean—it's just a huge untapped market with the potential yeah. for uh, culture and whatnot.
3: Lotta, I mean. But the, the irony is, you know, uh, more weed is um, uh, purchased in Michigan than Illinois at this point. Michigan was over ninety in June. Illinois was under eighty. Oh. Uh, we have three million fewer people. They've been in the medical game much longer. But, but
2: they're, they're, their law is much more open. Yeah. Their law is much more open. Like, I, if I was in Michigan, I'd be like, yeah, I can get your license. Come on, <laughs> let's get it. Let's go. And then, uh, but in Illinois, it's like, oh, I don't know. Tell you what, the best I can do, you do this, you get in a lottery. Yeah. Because they made it so exclusive that everybody's trying to beat one another out, and yeah, it still would have been complex and convoluted and all that crap. But you could have a Michigan where you'd be able to have actual operators as opposed to just this select few. And then I don't know if craft growers are going to be decided by a lottery. That might happen.
3: Oh, I, I mean, I think the math, and the probability allows for that, right? I mean, the the, the sheer number. I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know the rubric, but I, I'm guessing. The, the spread between the uh, amount of licensees and the amount of applicants and such where there's a good chance there'll be a lot of ties more than the, the the base amount.
1: Right on. And Michigan has more weed anyways too, right? That's why. I'm saying they got an older culture, more established, you know. Oh, you, guys, you guys
2: culture as well. It's just that it's way more um, – it's way more cracked down. I'm sure that uh, Oklahoma's uh, cannabis culture was allowed to more permeate because they made it so open and easy and accessible. And, yeah. but then, you know, when you make it that exclusive type club type thing, everybody wants to get in. And then it, it has, I don't know. It's, it's got its own trade-offs. That's the way that it has it right now. And I hope they make it more open in Illinois, to be honest. Yeah. No,
3: yeah we're in the middle of it all. It's hard to, I mean, we're in the middle of a lot of things right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think, I like the intent of uh, the law uh, and how it's being rolled out. But the The key is what actually happens. So, so we're in this period of right now. We're just waiting things out, and we're a little angsty, whatever. You know, now once we're on the other side of at least, you know, if we see like some really strong, talented uh, companies from places and walks of life that don't ordinarily have that background and bring in a different business sense and maybe actually use the foundational elements of these businesses to re-engage communities and build communities and build commerce. That's a wonderful thing. Oh yeah. The intent.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, you we know, yeah, can uh, make uh, it more open. Whatever.
3: So we can, all of us, the beautiful thing about now is all of us can watch, you know, grown-ins there to, try to do as much homework as possible and share what's bullshit and what's not.
1: Right. Yeah. Brad, thank you so much for thank joining you. us today. Where can we go to find follow what you guys got going on at Grownin?
3: Grownin.com. Uh Twitter, tweet Grownin. And I'm on Twitter at Spirison.
1: Nice. Got it. Awesome. We will throw those links in the description. Thanks again for coming on and thanks for tuning in everyone. We will see you on Sunday.
3: Awesome, thanks.